0: Welcome to another episode of the Religions Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Gardner. I'm excited this week. I'll be doing a walk and talk, which means I've already recorded the episode. I've already done the walking, and I've already done the talking, and uh, you get to hear what I was thinking about this week. And technology is pretty much the topic for what I was thinking about this week. So you get to hear me as I walk through different locations and tell you my thoughts Remember that in between segments, we still have sound effects. So in between each segment of the podcast, actually twice, I will introduce sound effects to break segments. So um, listen for those. See if you can identify correctly the two sound effects that are in this week's podcast. And basically what I want is the best visual description. So you take time, paint a picture in words for me. Submit that on the website at religions.org, or you can catch me on social media. Either way. And I'll call you out on a future podcast for doing so. And for those of you that aren't sure, that was the sound. So there you go. That's our first segment break. That brings us to our next segment, which is Media Share. This week, I want to share with you another podcast by the BBC World Service entitled The Bomb. It's a wonderful podcast dealing with the development and espionage around and other things all about the atomic bomb. Lots of good um, episodes, really well produced. Sound effects are great. I'm kind of jealous. You know, they've got, uh, they had Skywalker Sound involved with, with, their, with their sound production, which is, man, my hat goes out to, you know, that's just amazing. I wish I had Skywalker Sound at my disposal. I try and I have fun, but uh, yeah, wow. Talk about tools. Anyway, um, give it a listen. It's The Bomb, At the B- recorded by the BBC World Service. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, this morning, as I'm thinking about uh, some of the things I want to talk about on the podcast this week, I'm greeted by the noise of one of the things that happens in this area, and this is part of Harvest. You can hear that in the background. There's a truck full of chopped hay, which technically is alfalfa. It's driving past about a quarter of a mile away. On its way to a pile where it's going to dump the, the hay and it's going to be stacked up and packed by a tractor where it'll it'll be hot and mulchy. Uh, it'll uh, break it down and it's a great feed for cattle. It'll probably be used for dairy cows considering that's what the majority of the market around here is for for chopped hay. The whining sound, which you can hear off in the distance, is a hay chopper, an amazing machine, which uh, drives, I think they move almost 10 miles an hour out in the field. And they're driving over a row of hay that's been cut, which, uh, oh gosh, it encompasses hay from probably across, uh, or alfalfa across a... I'm gonna guess a 50 foot, 60 foot, maybe even as much as 80, I can't tell from where I'm at. But that big swath of, of uh, area has been cut down and put into a row. It drives over that row, picks it up, mulches it, and spits it into a truck, moving about 10 miles an hour. It's an amazing <laughs> feat of engineering, really, how quickly that mulches. But I'll, I'll pause so you can hear that that whine. You can hear it in the background. If you have headphones on today, you'll hear this, but uh, amazing, really, to think of how quickly it mulches that hay or that alfalfa and throws it into the trucks. Um, Pretty fantastic. Uh, I love living when I do, when there's so many marvelous things that mankind has developed and figured out how to do, and what that what that mostly tells me is how much more marvelous is God who has revealed all of these things to us, how much um, that light and knowledge which has, you know, come little by little as we've been, as he's wanted us to advance and to grow, you know, it, these things have come through. It's, it's fantastic. All right, joining you now in the afternoon here after a, an educational conference one of those things that teachers do in the summertime, on that time when they don't do any work, you know. And uh, anyway, but as a as a technology person at my school, I actually do, you know, quite a bit of work during the summer. But I do, as an educator, also try to keep up on teaching techniques, that kind of thing. So, but anyway, as I walk on this campus and uh, you know take a walk to get some extra steps of my day, and and look at my watch, one of the things I think about is. Technology, and uh, you know, as a technology professional, that's one of those things I think a lot about. And specifically, I, I wonder—I wonder if a lot of us equate technology with computers, solely computers. And uh, I do not. When I think of technology, I think of tools that we have created that make our life easier. And so, a quick definition for. My tech, you know, or an example of technology, I should say. If uh, if I have a student in class and I say, "Get out a paper and pencil," to me, that's technology. That's the technology, the tools that mankind has invented to be able to write with. We didn't always have those. And if you think of paper and pencil, that's a lot better than some of the ways we used to write back in history, Um, uh, like a nail on on copper plates or on metal plates, or Uh, other ways of getting an ink and putting it... Wow! I just saw a hawk fly by. I don't know if you heard that. Big hawk, too. Just kind of went between the trees right in front of me. I could have almost grabbed the thing if... uh, Anyway, I digress. So, but that's a technological advancement. A pencil and paper. Pen and paper. And uh, sometimes pencil's the right technology. For example, in space, where there's no... Um, weight where you're in weightlessness. There's uh, nothing pulling the ink down the tube, so a pen is useless. Um, you have to write with a pencil. A pencil is a better technology for space, even though it's an older technology and, in some ways, you'd say inferior because it takes more. Fri- you know, it's got more friction when you write with it. That kind of thing. But, so but as far as technology goes, today, these days, um, I I already did an episode where I had a chat GPT written story written in a different voice for me you know you think how cool that is to, to have a technology that can write and create dialogue and speech but in education what's the right thing to do with that kind of technology how do we adapt what we do to that and that's one of the things that we talked about at the conference today too it's been kind of interesting to think about And uh, I'm, you know, quite, as a technology professional, I'm I'm very much against ideas like, oh, let's just ban the thing, or let's block it on a school filter, let's keep them away from ChatGPT altogether. That never works. Technologies can't be, it's like Pandora's box, I guess you could say. We can't put it back in. It's out. Um, (laughs) For better or worse. And I think, always, really, for better. Now, that doesn't mean there's not a good and a bad side to just about every technology, because, well, there is a good and a bad side to about every technology. The same pencil that can write an essay is the same pencil that can write words that would harm. And the same pencil that, uh, or the same computer that, could be used to to research a topic in a way and in more depth than ever has been before could also be looked to exploit or could be used to exploit people Um, look at pornography to do things that uh, lead you know are tied in with human trafficking Uh, all sorts of evil things available with that technology as well but on the other hand look at the good technology can do so I don't think, in education, I don't think it's ever a good idea to, to try to limit where technology goes. I think it's a good idea to educate with that technology and to teach to use the tools for good. Because if we don't teach it to be used the right way, it's going to be used the wrong way, possibly. I think we need to be responsible um, as parents, especially as parents because that's where the majority of the teaching needs to happen for things to be done right Um, we need to be using and I'm I'm a firm believer we need to use the technology not shy away from it if we shy away from it then how are we going to teach our children how to be responsible with it I'm thinking back to a uh, well many talks actually at church where people talk about the importance of of receiving revelation from from God. and that revelation often comes in moments when we're, you know contemplating, when we're thinking, when we're when things are quiet, when our minds are quiet and we can dwell on a topic for more than a minute or two. And how distractions are an enemy to that. And I and you can probably see where I'm going with this, but uh, oftentimes they'll say, yeah, and they pick up their cell phone and say, look, this thing causes so much distraction, and I need to limit my time on here so that uh, so I have that time for revelation. And I agree that the time needs to be limited on the technology. But I always think, too, when they say that, I'm thinking, if it's a distraction, take ownership of that thing. Why, is it, why are you using it in a way that distracts you? Uh, notifications can be turned off you don't need to sign up for all the things you don't need 25 different social media outlets on your phone and if you do they can be silent and you can look at them when you have the time and until then they can just sit there and wait for you they don't need to run your life and uh, now you know most of us probably leave our phones on so that when it rings we can answer it but even that on a smartphone can be turned off so I wonder sometimes if we're not doing ourselves a, a disservice by allowing ourselves to uh, think of the technology as being invasive the technology is not invasive the technology is what the technology is I just some technologies require a little more learning a little more understanding in order for us to get to where we can own it and make it work for us and for my students in the classroom I would I make the analogy of technology is great it gives you endless possibilities right there at your fingertips all sorts of things that are that are really cool especially you know computer and cell phone technology but at the same time because of because it's used as a, an outlet for advertisement, media, that kind of thing. It, uh, it also, at least those platforms, will try to use you to get monetary gain. And I'm assuming that when people talk about the distraction, that's what they're talking about. And so I, I just say, hey, you're in control of the device. The device should never be in control of you. If it's the other way around, make a change. And that's, that's my advice when it comes to technology. Be in charge of it. Don't let it be in charge of you. Because the pencil, we wouldn't stop and say, hey, that pencil, you know, that terrible pencil, it made me write these bad words. That's pretty stupid to say. But, you know, people say, well, that stupid cell phone, it threw these things in front of me. Really? It threw the things in front of you. We just stop, need to stop and think about who's in charge. And we always are. We don't always want to own it. And then I hear, <laughs> I'm, I'm the computer guy, so I'm the guy. They, they come up and say, well, I'm not, that, I'm not that good at technology hates me, or I'm not that good at technology, you know, that kind of thing. Technology isn't my friend, phrases like that. And I think, yeah, but you know what? Your technology's master, so you better figure it out, because that's how that goes. That's how that needs to be. That's how it's supposed to go. And especially with artificial intelligence, technologies like that where it it can think, well, in a limited sense, it can think. It can learn, we'll put it that way. It can retain and gain information as it goes. Thinking, well, I guess it thinks, but I don't think we could say that it's the same kind of thinking that we do, because we can tap into a higher power, and I'm pretty sure that's the difference, the big difference that will always be there. Um, We can tap into something beyond ourselves, which is part of what we learn through, part of how new knowledge comes to us. You know, this is something that will remain to be seen, and I'll I'll be stunned if new knowledge can be discovered by AI. AI can learn I can't remember which one it was, was it? Maybe it was Bard, Google Google Bard. And I don't even remember where I heard it. So it's probably take this for what it's worth, which is not much. <laughs> it may not even be completely true. So but it, it does display what I'm trying to say here and it could be true. It's very possibly true. Um that an AI, again a speech based AI, like ChatGPT, was uh hadn't been taught it was some Asian language I think, I don't remember but and the repository of, uh, that it had been given to learn from, meaning the the set of digital information that it was given to digest, to to get its corpus or its, its knowledge from did not contain excuse me, was in English and possibly Spanish and maybe some other languages but because of references to this other language, it actually learned a great deal of that language on its own. Without having being programmed to do it. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's learning something new. That's, you know, that's what AI does. That's why AI is, is spectacular, is that it can learn. But, it's a learning machine. That's, I guess, the definition. Um, that's what I would define it as. But, however, um, can new, brand new ideas come to it? No. Because it has to rely on the information it's given. And we all do to some extent. But things like conscience, it might change depending on what we've educated it to. It might grow more sensitive in certain areas depending on our education. And that's, by the way, one of the reasons, (coughs) excuse me, one of the reasons I think that religious education is so important. We we educate ourselves in these other areas, but we don't educate ourselves to listen to that sensitivity that we would call a conscience. That's not not wise for society. And and true true religion does educate us to listen to to the spirit, uh, to to our conscience, to to a higher authority, for which we can from which we can receive new knowledge and inspiration as how we should act when situations and, and things come up that are beyond what we know. Now, we shouldn't just bank on that and say, well, we don't need to know then, obviously that doesn't work because, um, oh, I don't remember where I heard this either, but my wife told me just recently, and uh, we've both heard it, but good inspiration, or sorry, good information leads to good inspiration. And uh, we need to have, we need to pour truth in in order to learn new truth. We need to know what truth has already been revealed and have a basis for the types of principles that hold true all the way across the board in order for us to extrapolate that and to receive new, that opens new areas for us. And I don't mean to imply that. That uh, new learning only happens in spiritual realms. That's not true either, obviously. Science is is expanding and, and breaking down barriers of, of uh, previously unknown things all the time. AI, at least currently, certainly does not have the possibility to do. All it can do is uh, look at, at the resources it's been given and generate new things based on on that, it has to, it has to have that to go off of. Anyway, some random thoughts as I walk around this institution of higher learning today, and uh, thanks for joining me in my ruminations this week. Okay, so I, as I was, I've come into a building now on on campus, and I'm thinking about what I said earlier, and when I said that um, that. Uh, that AI cannot discover new knowledge, I thought to myself, I don't think that's even possible. That I wanted to double-check and see, you know, kind of ask AI what what AI thinks about that. <laughs> and uh, so I asked, is it possible for you or another AI to discover new knowledge? And this I asked of ChatGPT. And ChatGPT's response is, as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to discover new knowledge on my own. I'm trained on a vast amount of existing information up until September 2021, and I can provide answers and insights based on that knowledge. However, human researchers and scientists are the ones who actively engage in discovering and generating new knowledge. AI can assist in the research process by analyzing data, identifying patterns, and suggesting potential avenues for exploration, but the ultimate task of discovery lies with human ingenuity and creativity. And... I think that says it pretty well. Except I would expand that, and this is, you know, this is the doctrine of Steve here. Human ingenuity and creativity comes from our Creator. We cannot be... uh, He is the Creator, and He is the ingenious one. So the ingenuity and the creativity come from Him. And uh, I give Him the credit for things that I've managed the, the the breakthroughs that I've managed to accomplish in my life and understanding and based on you know you know all that uh, has happened in my life the the way that I've been able to learn things I'm I'm grateful for all of that it gives me patterns that I can use uh, I'm especially grateful for what I call principles it's a truth a principle is a truth which is applicable I think in more than one situation i can take a principle for example that uh, that i ought not to harm another person Um, And then I can use that principle, and then I can apply it to all sorts of different scenarios. Um, Like on my podcast, would I say something that, uh, would I say this when I disagree with somebody? And then I think, well, I don't want to hurt that person. And, But while still listening to that principle, I think, well, but it doesn't help a person if they're never corrected when they have, you know, errant knowledge. So what would be more harmful? So that principle then, you know, Endless applications. Uh, does that mean I would call them out in a respectful way? Does it mean I would ignore things that they that I disagree people, people that I disagree with, um, or do I just acknowledge? Hey, we have a different viewpoint. Uh, you know, principles are what are most important, and especially in in religion, I think we need to focus on learning principles from scriptural knowledge from what's already revealed and I think we need to seek the Spirit to help us know how we take those principles and then apply those to our lives daily, and to receive new principles if need be. If we don't have, uh, if the principle we principles that have been revealed already don't seem to fit the situation, um, we need new ones. So, anyway, that's my spiel. So AI, yeah, no, cannot discover new things. It's based on what's been discovered, as uh, ChatGPT so put it. I'm going to take just a minute and interject something here, which I should have included in my talk and walk session, but didn't. When speaking about technology, the viewpoint that became clear from me was that we shouldn't stifle technology. We should learn to use it in a right way and use it to, as a tool for good. Something that I should point out here is, um, and I, this was in a conference talk. Um, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, we, we listen to a conference every six months where we have our general authorities, which are the church leaders, um, get together and, and deliver addresses that we get to listen to every six months. And one of them, several years ago now, and I should have looked it up, I apologize. If I find it before I publish this, I'll put it in my show notes. But talked about how for one group of, of people in the Book of Mormon, there were Lamanites and there were Nephites. Nephites, typically were the ones that followed the teachings of God. And the Lamanites typically were the ones that were trying to hunt them and hurt them. Now, they were descendants of brothers, so kind of interesting how that pans out. But the Lamanites, at a certain point, were being preached to by Nephites. And one of the groups of the Lamanites converted very, very well, and they were a bloodthirsty and a murderous people before their conversion. So they've gone from, you know, violence-minded to now they're supposed to live peacefully, and they made a covenant with God, and they buried their swords, and they buried their weapons of war. And the, the thing that was pointed out in the talk that I'm speaking of is that they took precautions during that time, and later on, when temptation came up again, um, there were precautions made that they wouldn't take up that sinful behavior again. Now, if there's a technology, which, um, whatever it is, you know that that drives you near the edge of what you can handle as far as being right with God and being sinful, then take precautions. Bury the sword if need be. Put up internet blockers if it's a pornography problem. Put up, um, put put up, you know, time. Time restraints, um, if it's a I'm going to spend all my time on social media problem, do whatever it takes so that you are living right with God. So I took a little break after uh, my initial closeout here of this podcast and on my walk here I just discovered, I've discovered a golf ball that's embedded in the dirt in what is a little roadway, a dirt, little dirt path in between the fields right along the irrigation line and uh (laughs) it's uh this golf ball has been buried been run over and pushed down into the dirt pretty good but so i you know i'm thinking technology right so here's a piece of technology the kill deer there's something else there
1: um the the golf ball technology is amazing and so i'm thinking i want this golf ball and i've got these shoes on which they're a great technology they're very lightweight they don't even have rubber on the bottom they're just felt um they're my shoes that i use for walking on you know like a treadmill or something um walking indoors if i know i'll be indoors all day that kind of thing but they wouldn't be good for (laughs) hiking because i'm sure the soles would wear out in an hour or two but uh I tried, you know, kicking the dirt away from the golf ball. And like I said, this is in the roadway. So the dirt has been wet and then driven on and then dried and is very, <laughs> it's very packed down. And uh, trying to get a golf ball, which is just the little top of it was all you can see. So I've got to dig around the fat part. So instead of using my shoes as, you know, a guy normally would, we, uh, we get inventive. And we think, well, how can we solve this problem? This is This is the role of technology in our lives, right? How can we fix our problem? So what do I do? I walk down the road a little bit and I see a stick. Ah, oh, there we go. Now I'm using the stick. My, I'm thinking to myself, man, why didn't I just bring my pocket knife, which I often walk with. and That would have saved me all this trouble. But nevertheless, as is the case with technology, you know, it, it, your your need is what defines what the technology goes to. And so I needed something to extract and I'm working with a stick right now. So that's why I'm halting in my speech because I'm you know, i I'm, I'm working on this still. So as I dig, I'm trying to extract this ball out of the ground and I got it. There you go, I have a golf ball. Um, it's a Max Fly Noodle number two. I don't even know what that means. I'm not much of a golfer. Golf ball is cracked. So it's had some
0: trauma. Here, it's been it's been treated like a golf ball. Imagine that. So, anyway, what the purpose of technology is is to help us do better, to to do things that we wouldn't be able to do without it. Things like dig with the stick, which by the way was a, it's a man-made stick. Not well, not man-made. Man altered stick. It's uh, like you'd use for a picket fence. We use them around here to hold up irrigation. Um, lines so that the sprinkler head stays up and above the, the, uh, the crop that it's in. You know, we, we use them when they're solid set, when we set the sprinklers out and don't move them. We use sticks and, and a little bit of baling twine to to tie the, the bird, the irrigation bird, in place. And uh, so I used that stick, which I found also in the roadway, and extracted the golf ball from the dirt. That's technology right there. Mission accomplished. So use technology in that way. Let it be a tool for you to accomplish what your hopes and dreams are. You know, when we have, like I tell the kids, you know, your hopes and dreams, the desires of your heart are right there at your fingertips. Um, What you do is, you know, it depends on you. What are the desires of your heart? They're right there. And as technology advances, it's gonna be easier and easier to get those desires of our heart. We need to keep those in line with what they need to be. Hence, the reason for inspiration, the spirit of God in our lives, and learning of the inspiration that's happened in the past. We cannot survive in a modern world without learning the things of the past, especially the spiritual things. My next endeavor, I have water here in the ditch. I'm going to not drop my equipment in. I'm going to wash the dirt off the golf ball. I'm on a bridge here,
1: right over the top of, as you can hear, a waterfall of sorts. This is an irrigation canal near my house. And uh,
0: the bridge is made out of metal rods that are about half an inch in in, uh, diameter. Kneeling on those can, can hurt a little bit. So now I have a clean golf ball. More technology. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like me to consider, um, or any topic ideas for future podcasts, please leave me a note. Again, you can send me those at religions.org. You can drop me a a line there at the very bottom of the homepage. There's a spot where you can fill out a form and send me um, any contact you'd like to. Also, you can reach out to me on social media. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I'm not on all the social social media platforms, but I am on those two. So please drop me a line if you have any suggestions for future, future content or if you have any questions regarding anything that I've spoken about. Thanks again for joining us and making us part of what you listen to this week.